What do I do when my thoughts betray me? I think everything's going fine, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, horrible, ugly thoughts invade, seemingly reminding me that I'm still the same beast I always was. Is that true? Or is there a way to break free from this toxic human tendency? Welcome to Consciously, a podcast focused on honest conversations for regular people seeking spiritual growth. Here's our host, Menachem Poznanski. Hey, Consciously family, welcome back. Woof. Okay, a little bit of a heavy topic today, but just really jumping back into some of the stuff we've been doing all along. Something that's been on my mind. It's really great to be back after a little bit of a, a break and also after that special series on Sphera. I'm looking forward to doing some more light revealed interviews uh, in the near future and another interview series I have planned that we'll talk about sometime soon. But happy to get back to just, uh, you know, me and you. So thanks for joining us. Do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and five stars on Apple, Spotify, or all the different places that you have you receive your podcast. Uh, check us out on social media, Light Revealed, on Instagram and on Facebook. We haven't been posting on Instagram, but we're jumping right back in this coming week. So uh, we took a little bit of a break because we've been working on our new website, which God willing is going to be up. Please God, next week it's really, really cool to be able to access all the different episodes by series and also the posts. Uh, it's really, really nice. And we're adding in a couple new podcasts as you'll, you'll hear about. So I'm really, really excited about what's going on at The Light Revealed. As always, you can check out our books, Consciously, Six Steps Living Vibrantly with Our Creator, and Stepping Out of the Abyss, Jewish Guide to the Twelve Steps. I've had a number of really nice conversations about Consciously recently, and that makes me really happy. Lastly, if you want to connect, ask us questions, you can do so at The Light Revealed on Instagram, or by email at thelightrevealed at tlrfamily.org. Okay, let's talk uh, intrusive thoughts, something that kind of happens every time we try to engage uh, a, new spiritual a new spiritual path, a new spiritual process of growth. Uh, oftentimes when we're finding ourselves, when we find ourselves, you know, at our lowest, kind of inundated with these annoying thoughts, we call them intrusive because we don't want them, and yet they come anyway. So how can we overcome this uncomfortable phenomenon how can we get any traction in our spiritual growth and get free of all that negativity? How can we dislodge ourselves from this toxic and often abusive energy and stay nicely nested in positivity, truth, connection? Okay, so the Svarmakadoshan lay out like a really powerful step-by-step -step process that enables us to overcome uh, our intrusive thoughts. And that really starts by identifying them first and foremost for what they are, which is fundamentally not worth it. That it's simply not sensible to engage our intrusive thoughts or to even become distressed about them, no matter how corrupt or gross they might be. And that's step one, to simply disempower that toxicity from our lives, to let them go. At the beginning of our process of overcoming them, we have to first start by acknowledging that they're untrue and just a tedious part of life we have to walk through. So next, now that we've done that, we're ready to try to better understand them. Meaning once we've 
reduce them from their place of importance in our minds, their stature. We can now explore them and try to get a better understanding of what they are. So what are intrusive thoughts? Where do they come from? And why shouldn't we pay attention to them? You know, if they're my thoughts, doesn't that mean that I am them and therefore I am as a toxic or gross as they are? So to unpack all this, we have to circle back to a concept that we have discussed many times before. That is our different parts. Now, we could conclude that we are as gross as our intrusive thoughts if in fact we were a singular organism in spirit. However, as we've learned, assuming that is an oversimplified and faulty premise. We are, in fact, composite being made up of two fundamental parts, often opposing parts with different energies and agendas converging in one space. One of these parts is simple. It's one of spirit and holiness. It wants only good and connection. The other part of us is more complicated than that. It likes connection and spirituality, but it also likes separation and self-indulgence. This, this part is driven by impulse and emotions, instinctually reactive to whatever is going on around us. The Holy Books teach us that these intrusive thoughts, which run against our ideals, don't come, don't stem from the part of us, obviously, that is pure good, but rather from the part of us that is attracted to disconnection, to bad. In fact, one of the ways in which this part is reactive is... It, by resisting spiritual elevation. Its natural tendency when threatened by our efforts to connect with the divine is to flood our system with imposing intrusive thoughts. And this is an effort to resist change and growth and reconnect with self and indulgence. It doesn't do this because it wants bad. It does that because its instinct tells it to. A fundamental resistance to change and a reaction to the threat of something new. So the next step in the process is for us to practice an awareness, an intention that acknowledges and even re and rejoices when intrusive thoughts come. Now you might think, rejoice, why rejoice? I can see tolerating or being patient with a part of myself that lacks maturity to know what's good, but why would I rejoice? Why throw a party when part of me is misbehaving? So what the Holy Books tells us is that we rejoice for two reasons. One reason we rejoice is because by directing our attention away from the intrusive toxicity, no matter how many times it insists on asserting itself, and no matter how many times we have to continue to direct our attention away from it, we are doing a fundamentally good thing. We are reducing evil in the world, and we are enhancing the presence of good. We are limiting the kingdom of evil and enhancing and giving expression to the kingdom of good. But the second reason, more importantly, I think, is because by doing so, that represents an opportunity for us to affirm and reinforce for ourselves what our true conviction is, even the conviction of our lowest self, which at the end of the day wants good. By doing so, we make a clear statement of rejection of the falsehood of those impulses and thoughts. And we make an acknowledgement that they are incongruent with our truth. We celebrate who we truly are. Instead of judging ourselves in shame 
for the negativity that comes up in our mind, we affirm our inherent good, thereby building a powerful and meaningful self-esteem. Yet, this farm teaches that this is only possible when we drop our judgment about that part of ourselves that is pushing the false narrative in the first place. When we remember that that part, even though it's complicated, is not evil, and draw into our consciousness the reminder that it doesn't realize, it is not consciously aware of what truly matters. By affirming and embracing what really matters, we actually show him or her what we truly believe. We invite that part of us, that lower part of us, into a more spiritual way of seeing things and life. We invite our material self to begin to see the world through a spiritual lens. Now, without the intrusive thought coming up in the first place, the opportunity to overcome and counteract it wouldn't exist. So instead of getting thrown off, getting distracted in shame or guilt, when intrusive thoughts come, when ugly, nasty thoughts come to our minds, particularly when we're trying to do the right thing, we can rejoice at the opportunity that it gives us to affirm our truth while investing in the development of our whole self extricating our material self from toxicity and separation, weakening the side of evil, and infusing the world with just a little more good. So we started by weakening the importance of the intrusive thoughts. Then we named them and identified where they come from. And now we've leveraged them not only to give prominence and power to the part of us that's good, but to enrich, inspire, and reframe the part of us that sometimes seems bad. But what about if the intrusive thoughts persist, as they often do? What do we do then? What if we go through this process, this process of awareness and mindfulness, and yet they're still there? What do we do then? The Svarmakadosham tell us that now we are ready to pray. The time has come for us to ask and state in words what our true convictions are, asking our higher power for help to overcome our inner entanglement with negativity. We ask God to unleash our spirit to shine forth the good within. But that leaves us with one more question. Why not pray first? And this is the main point of what I wanted to key in in this teaching that I think is the most powerful. Why not pray first? Why the whole mess with affirmations and growing ourselves why not just ask our higher power for help in the first place? Why not start there? And the answer is quite intuitive, and yet we could have missed it so easily. You see, until we have established within our own awareness what we actually believe, what our true spiritual desire is, any prayer for help is rooted in magical thinking and ultimately a disempowering and self-abusive attitude. It says something like, God, no matter what the words are, but underlying those words, what we're saying is, God, please make me what I am not. Make me not myself. Remove from me the evil that is me. You see, once we have affirmed and reinforced what we really want and believe, both our higher self and our material self, when we pray for help, for freedom from intrusive thoughts, we are asking God to help us be more ourselves, to drop something that is alien 
an old idea we haven't yet been able to discard. We are affirming our inherent and fundamental good, inviting divine light into our everyday lived experience. So it turns out when we take this kind of positive spiritual approach, intrusive thoughts are natural, expected, useful, and a great opportunity for personal growth and empowerment. Another example of one of those things that seems like it's the worst for us, and it turns out to be the best. Have a great day. It's great to be back. Thank you for joining the Consciously family. Consciously is brought to you by The Light Revealed, a social media publisher bringing messages of Jewish spirituality and recovery to whoever is looking for them. Consciously is made possible by the kindness of the Capellius family in memory of Tepora Bas Ravaro. Our producer is Morty Schwartz. Our audio engineer is Alps, and our artwork is by Tani Puzz. Our social media team is led by Tehila Nassanian with help from Zoe Poznanski. The assistant to the regional co-host is Shmaya Hanukman, and our music is by Eitan Katz featuring Zush. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We love connecting with you, so please feel free to email us at consciouslythepodcast at gmail.com or private message us on Instagram or Facebook at The Light Revealed.